0: Just recently, I got to revisit South Africa, revisit the friends, the beaches, all the sights and smells and sounds growing up. Ironically, I didn't grow up at the beach, but the beach where it all came alive for me, where surfing, surfing for many years was what I knew and what I grew to love. But it had me thinking most recently about the impact of the initial lens initial view or perspective that one gets from what something is, how it's real, how it makes sense. Surfing can't be much like anything else or different than anything else. And it seems that the way one understands surfing has got so much to do with your initial experiences, the initial introduction and the sensations and the kinds of ways we interpret both wave riding but also the interaction with equipment and others on the sea. The board was green, a faded green, the rails were clear, they had a blue stripe down the front, a wedge stripe finishing off in an elegant precise thin stringer on the nose that died into a soft beak. It was a spider Murphy safari spider built in Durban, South Africa, originally. This was my first board, gifted to me by the gracious local. I wanted to surf and arriving at that beach, growing up away from the coast, I was 15 years old and all that mattered was riding waves. I had no idea which way the winds blew and how it made a difference, but showed up every day with this board. It was six foot two, down-railed, flat-deck, V-bottom, thruster, foam-core fins. Someone had run over it and had two long gashes on the back left tail as the fins pierced all the way through to the stringer. board had been repaired and was full of delaminations. The nose had been broken, but it was my board I knew no different. It floated me and it was an opportunity to enjoy the sea. And it brings me back to the way we view life and the lenses through which we view things and how the initial perceptions of anything in life really go through one's filter of how you look at anything, how we're brought up and what's real and how we then challenge those norms, expectations, and realities according to what we're coming up against. And this brings me to revisiting South Africa and getting to see that board in person again. I gave it back when I left home years ago. Wasn't right to sell it and to see it go back home to Bruce was just an ultimate joy. story is that you gave me that board when i was when i moved here and was just yeah. keen to surf, but i rode that f- exclusively for two and a half years yeah like that's yeah. the only board i had so the water time that board seen is pretty amazing and it's still in one piece well, you still back in it? one still, piece you still got it i gave it back to
1: you did you give it back to me
0: i gave the board back to you it's got to be in your
1: garage well maybe it is there
0: amongst all the yeah. others yeah it's there <laughs> yeah. no I couldn't bring myself to do anything else but return her home
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay okay it must be there but I, I haven't gone through that pile I am <laughs> just using the long boards at the moment
0: okay yeah that board's there yeah. yeah six two and a half I believe if I can remember right six two yeah, and a I'm half I could shape I'll one go with go my go eyes closed I'll, <laughs> go and, I'll go and scratch it out and oh that's funny yeah
1: or well, maybe you must take it back.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's good that it's got a home here, but... Yeah, it's funny, and, and like that board we're looking at right now that I just, I'd love you to have is... Um, I think that 80s flat deck down-railed thruster, the sensations from a board like that is obviously overvolumed and overly buoyant for high-end competitive surfing, but there is an inherent flow... And with mm-hmm. the pulled-in nose, you can actually surf it in a variety of waves and with the extra foam paddle into even a variety of waves. So it's not for everyone, but I know that that shaped what I fell in love with surfing. Like that board and that design mm. was something that's... I think most people would enjoy, but especially special to me. And I've always gone back to that sort of retro, mm. higher volume influence in the boards. Um, so, yeah, it's just part of history that I... It's always going to be built upon, but
1: yeah. Yeah, you can't, you can't, uh, can't get rid of your history. It's always the
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, thankfully Inference, it was. You. Yeah, <laughs> thankfully it was a good design, but it's sad, yeah. you know. I look at people learning to surf on soft tops, and it's always going to be fun riding a wave. But for me, the sensation of your first green water ride on that down rail is that's the memory. Whereas a bigger rail, it's just going to feel like you're going towards the beach as opposed to <coughs> upwards and shorewards. Carving nicely, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, surfing then, can if, you, if you've got to get out, you can't, you can't go forwards, you've got to go sideways. If make, you're not going forwards, you've finished. No, you've got to advance down the make, line. You're, you're not going to make it.
0: <laughs> you've got to get going, yeah. Can you remember when you first started surfing? I mean, paint the picture. <laughs>
1: Durban, right? Uh, yeah, I, I grew up in Durban but I didn't surf much there. It was when I was going back on holidays. As a oh, okay. as a kid I used to go there and my one of my cousins uh dibbled with surfing but never really got into it and he had a couple of old boards. And um, so I used to just take his boards on holiday, that's how it started and then eventually he gave me those boards. So there was that old Faith that old Faith board? Very, very old. I do. I think there's not a person who sees a board that doesn't want to buy it. The,
0: yeah, the one everyone wanted to buy at the beach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's an old, it's
1: way too small for me. It always was a bit too small, but it's just an unbelievable old piece of history, I suppose. And then that that uh, safari. Uh, the spider hand. Yeah, that, that was the one that, that actually I could surf. And eventually brought it back to Cape Town. And then when I was a student, we used to go surfing with it. And that yeah, I basically surfed that board for 10 years or something. You know, <laughs> just, I just had it for forever and a day until I, until I changed to long boards.
0: Yeah. Well, that board had to be 1980,
1: 81, like just. Yeah, even yeah, somewhere, it's thruster, somewhere, so. somewhere in the 80s, yeah. Yeah, it's
0: early 80s for yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: it, it, was, it was already an old board when I got it. It wasn't brand new. Oh. Yeah, it was an old Spider Murphy.
0: started surfing in Glen Ken, Cape Town, South Africa. The locals were Bruce who gifted me this board, an elegant ophthalmologist who would complete all rides to the beach, mostly year round in trunks in cold water, riding a dilapidated yet watertight longboard that had incredible weight behind it and An opportunity to navigate sections with ease due to its asymmetrical twist from years and years of digging the nose side rail in a neat surfer, and my counterparts, Sean and Mark White and Paul and Jacques, these are the locals. It was a small beach and I surfed there every day for two and a half years before I gravitated or graduated onto other surfing spots. The waves weren't easy to surf there, but it's all I had and all I knew. Only recently, though, perhaps in depth starting to look at the effects that those early years have really had on the remaining portions of my surfing to date. Starting to challenge those things, unpack them. I'm not sure how good it was to never be formally trained or instructed. And that's the beauty of it. You just go to the sea and it's fun regardless. But those fundamental techniques, those building blocks of... What it really means to unpack a wave ride. How to unlock a design. Within which boundaries to navigate a certain type of rail or be able to unlock a bottom contour and it alone fins and rocker and colors and the like. It all matters. It really does. And being part of influencing somebody else's surfing po- program or vision, shaping boards is a tremendous weight, to be honest. It's an entirely selfish pursuit riding waves, but yet there's so much to be drawn from it, so much depth that one can leverage and take into the rest of every other part of your life. It seems like it all really is the same stuff and cultivating that fascination for the sea is most important and I feel of value. And once done properly can bring much fruit in every area.
1: Banks come and go, sort of cyclically, with the seasons, and from year to year they shift a little bit, but they tend to come back. So you'll find the same sections get better and better, and then they get worse and worse, Absolutely. and they get better and better and worse and worse over a, a cycle over a few years. Yeah. But you can usually find the edge there somewhere. But there's always that. The, I mean, it's a closed bay, so the water's got to come in, it's got to get out, and it always creates that. You know, yes. That bank channel type of effect so you always find the edge there somewhere but it's completely reliant on volume the tide so you know if you just the wrong tide and then it disappears again yeah Uh, what's your relationship funny little beach what's (laughs)
0: your relationship with surfing um, now like how often are you surfing I mean I know you've gone through phases it's always been unfortunately
1: it's, it's very infrequently now just because the time I'm able to surf, usually there isn't surf, <laughs> so yeah it, it, it has to sort of coincide when I've got free time and there's a decent way of, uh, I, don't, I don't go driving around, I mean I, I'm not really surfing to that degree anymore, just sure. if there's something happening locally then I just take it, there's yeah. a as I say that's hopefully will change when I'm living at the beach, I'll be able to see what's going on.
0: That's nice. So, um, the paint the picture. We, we in your, consulting room. I'd call it. Am I right? Yeah. This isn't surgery. No,
1: no. This is this is just consulting.
0: <laughs> but you're an ophthalmologist, which means you're an eye surgeon. Am I right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. You so only work on eyes. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I've
1: left all the other stuff behind and just on eyes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Why eyes? I don't know. It's just
1: a. Um, it, it's a surgical field so it, it's it's really the, the surgery is what's attractive so mm. micro surgery and operating very sort of precise fine it's just appealing
0: fascinating mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean
1: yeah yeah I yeah, know it's been a good, a good career I've been very happy with it mm. yeah, in fact all that chaos out there is we Upgrading our theatre here, so we can do more surgery here. Oh, okay. Most of our surgery is done all the way in Claremont, thirty-five k's away. So, be more convenient for people to have their surgery here.
0: Sure. As um. As surfers, what what are, th- what are things we don't know about our eyes that we should know? Because <laughs> I know you're connected with both worlds. but Yeah,
1: I mean the biggest problem is is the irritation from the salt water and sunlight. Mm. So people get a lot of irritable red eyes and they uh, get these growths on the surface of the eye called pterygium.
0: Current pterygium, yeah.
1: Yeah, so that's, that's really the big problem, is just all the exposure. And it's very difficult to not get exposed, because you can't wear goggles and surf, they just fog up, and you, know, you just can't do it. So you, you sure. end up having your eyes hammered by the, the ultraviolet and the salt spray and stuff. So that's probably the biggest issue. Yeah, and then obviously, you know, some, depending on where you surf, you can pick up oral infections and stuff from the water, but that's not such a big problem mainly the exposure.
0: Mm. So wear sunglasses as much as you can or just be aware that you...
1: Yeah, once you're out the water of course then it's easy, you can put some sunglasses on or whatever. Um, Surfing with a peak is quite useful. So I always surf with a peak, but mainly because I don't have any hair. Sure. Um, But yeah, you can use a peak, it cuts out a percentage of exposure um, and in the wind you can sort of dip your peak into the spray, so if you've got a strong offshore blowing off the top of the wave you can actually shield your face a bit with a peak so i tend to use a peak quite a lot but you're not really going to stop (laughs) stop it i mean you're going to get irritated eyes after being in the water Mm -hmm. but yeah people 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 have problems can wear you know wear sunglasses when they come out and then of course you can use drops and stuff to try and reduce the reaction and calm down just lubricate the eye again, get the salt out and stuff. But yeah, there's nothing else specifically. Every now and then people get things, surfboarding the eye, or something of that nature as well as just
0: bad luck. (laughs) Sure. Here's a question that I've thought about a lot and I don't even know that there's an answer but maybe an insight would be helpful. I know a few surfers that have incredibly bad eyesight, like the really thick prescription glasses to say, um, but they're most the most tal- the, Look, they're talented surfers, but I've always thought that, but perhaps why they can feel the wave. Obviously, they're playing their talent, but why they can feel the wave and be a little more in tune is maybe because they can't see as well and their, their bodies navigate the landscape. Am I way off or am I reading too much into it? I don't
1: know if you ever try to surf at night. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's more sensory. If you surf at night you can't see the wave coming, you have to feel it coming. You can't actually see when the swell's getting to you. That's, a, oh, that's and, great. Um, and you can sense it, you can feel the suck before the swell hits you, you mm. can judge it's coming. Um, I've surfed a couple of t- well, a couple of times here, I think, at, at Musenberg in full moon. Yes. But you think you can see, but when you're out there you can't really see the water properly. It all just merges into a sort of a grey-black sort of haze. But you have to feel it. You rely on yeah, yeah, otherwise you get taken by surprise every time.
0: Oh, that's a good little trick. Yeah, I'll go surf so, at night. So
1: yeah, I think if you don't see well, you absolutely do. You have to feel the movement. And you get the sensation that you actually feel the drop. You feel the suction in front of the wave as it's coming. Sure. You can usually tell that it's a, you know, that you're about to... You must paddle because otherwise you're gonna, it's going to pass you. So, yeah, definitely. Um, but I think the reality of it is that most of us are so blurred. When, you know, when, you, when there's a lot of spray and stuff around it's, it's all blurred and watery and salty and running eyes and stuff anyway off <laughs> the time. <top>. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah, it's been something I've been wondering a lot, like just the people's natural intuition and how they're feeling the water or reading the yeah. situation, because if you've lost detail, maybe it, I mean, yeah, Yeah. I've seen people surf so well consistently and I know how strong their glasses are and it's yeah. like wow, they
1: it's definitely a feel. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, that's okay. You might miss the stuff happening, you know, on the horizon and seeing a, a nice set coming. Or, I mean, I often will use a, a break across the bay on some point or against a rock that I know if it breaks on there, that sets bigger than the last one. Sure, an indicator. And yeah. you know that the next three or four swells, there's a wave coming and you can watch that but that may be a few hundred meters away in that detail they might not get that so then they much more have to rely on what's happening around them mm. so maybe you lose a bit there but otherwise it's very much a feel yeah yeah you know, gotta you, you I mean that's why good surfers are good surfers they 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 feel the water they don't see it I think mm. yeah, it's much more yeah it's much more getting in tune with what's happening and reading it better you know and to know which wave to even attempt. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you just, you see these guys paddling waves, you're like, I'm not going to get that. Yeah. <laughs> really, really
0: in the lineup, huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Those fundamental techniques, perhaps going home was the most magnifying thing of resurfing those waves, getting to ride difficult waves, but fun nonetheless, and addressing where I've come from, where I'm going, what I'm trying to do, and essentially all the bad faults and flaws within my surfing, let alone the progression in the boards and the nuances in the shapes that have grown since. Started working with some coaches, spending time with good surfers, and trying to get to the bottom of what needs to change, how things could be better, and also what's good and working, not throwing everything out. This this was fun, and it's continued to be. For me, the basic, the basic premise was staying low and holding your power throughout the turn. Extending one's body too soon was constantly going to be an ill manipulation of where the speed could have been continued to be drawn, or better said it was the compression and recoiling of the spring, so to speak, in one's legs. Isolating one's upper body to the lower body is obvious that it needs to be most independent, so to speak, but drawn at the wrong time throughout the maneuver with less ease and efficiency, bad lines, bad surfing. My biggest struggle is staying low and staying low throughout the turn. Applying these things, hearing from good surfers and coaches alike and seeing it on video and going back to the beach with, regardless of the board, and this is perhaps the most fun of all, is boards aside, it's technique that's always going to ring true and be the most important thing to be referenced, leveraged, and continue to be able to be applied to any craft, this was where the difference lay. (laughs) I'm calling this one eggs and omelets, and it seems like the willingness to waste waves is the first and most important thing to throw away, get rid of that notion of not being so precious with waves in terms of how quickly to try something, how quickly to apply something, quickly to walk away with a memory of what it feels like to get it right and what it feels like to almost get it right in other words improving on what you're supposed to be doing rather than what you can only just manage to do this is difficult of course because it's so fun regardless just to be surfing and enjoying the water and the sea but those fundamental techniques how we learn things this has been challenged of late
1: there's still nothing quite like a really good body surfing wave. Yeah. yeah because then it's just raw. It's just you, it's and, you and the water. There's nothing else. No flippers, no nothing. Yeah. You got to read the wave. You can't you can't swim fast. enough. you got to judge it. You got to position yourself right find. Yeah, you got to get everything right, you know. And yeah. and um, to get a really good body surf is is still Yeah great that's one of the best best feelings you can get really Absolutely. yeah and you're a good body surfer so
0: saying that let's say that feeling you get from the ocean and the amount that you get and the joy you get to take away in that stoke do your girls surf yep yeah,
1: they do um, not not, uh, you know not majorly but they, they do surf
0: so you exposed that
1: to them, and, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, Nikki has always swum yeah, further than any of us could imagine.
1: Nikki still swims, and she loves body surfing, but she's never been really interested in a, in a board. Sure. I think she just doesn't like the fact that it's this hard thing that she's going to go down the way with. She's frightened of being battered by it, falling on it, or getting hit by it. Right, so she's always just avoided She body boarded a bit, but she's never really taken to it. She, she loves body surfing, though she was I mean she was body surfing this morning. Well there you go. On the way to work.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. funny as as a father, you know, you're trying to like everyone's like, Oh, do your kids surf? And it's like, Well, I'll expose it to them and if they want it they can, but it's yeah. something I do and I'd love them to fall in love with it. But Yeah, I mean we,
1: two of my daughters will will surf and the therm I'm not really interested sure. at all. Hence yeah. Rome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <It's right. laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, that's fantastic. <laughs> well, it's been good to catch up, and, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure you haven't written asymmetric except for, or describe your longboard, because that, in my opinion, is a very asymmetrical board, yeah. <laughs> because of the <laughs> yeah, twist yeah, in the I, eyes. I, I customized it by yeah. riding it into the beach a few times. Yeah, yeah I that picture, because I can close my eyes and see it, but <laughs> see if you can describe it.
1: That, that was the first board I ever paid for. PSP? A PSP? About nine, nine feet? Nine, nine, one. nine two or nine something, yeah, long... Kay heavy, old, very old-fashioned single-fin three-stringer thing. Um, Yeah, I paid next to nothing for it, um, and I just got so much out of that board. But yeah, you know, surfing the shore break, eventually you're going to take a longboard into the sand, and the, the, the left front edge of the nose just got sort of pushed up but bit like someone sneering their hair like a lip yeah. hair lip sort of thing and when they repaired it uh, the guy said well look he's not going to try and straighten it because it just crack all the way through so he just repaired it with this hair lip in it and it was just perfect for our wave because every time you go down the bottom turn it didn't dig in you could just take the tightest possible bottom turn with, yeah, with yeah. this nine foot board and you yeah, had a twisted
0: just, nose entry
1: it would just it's Well, I think that's why I can only surf right. If <laughs> I surf left, the rail digs in. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. You're basically paddling a noodle, <laughs> a spiral noodle. It's flat,
1: otherwise. Yeah. So going on down down these very steep little waves, it, it just it just made a tangent between the top and the bottom, <laughs> straight into the into the uh, into the bottom of the wave. But yeah, I know it, it's 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 still there and it still gets surfed, but unfortunately. It tends to take too much water at the
0: moment it needs some attention that's fun well yeah i'm excited Um, to touch base down the road in a few years and see how this what's that board six five and a half i think is the length now but getting you a smaller board how that sort of rejuvenates your vision because there's plenty board there but i think being on that small platform and being able to Go from heel to tail, heel to toe, a little more efficiently, yeah, yeah. which you're really able to do because of how well you control a longboard. But man, I think for that beach, it's gonna be could be a favourite. Yeah, I, I'm
1: very much looking forward to trying it out. I just hope I can paddle it fast enough to get into the wave. Oh no! Time.
0: Well, what's funny about that <laughs> wave and a lot of waves is, like this morning, I surfed Misen and I was shoulder to shoulder with the longboarder because at the end of the day, you know, the wave's feeling the bottom, and there really is a there's a takeoff zone. Yeah. Unless you're into the 12 fourteen foot range where you're riding a swell, but yeah. it's really the place where you want to be taking off anyway and I, yeah. I think there's plenty enough foam to be in that zone con- confidently yeah yeah
1: yeah no'll we'll see I, mean, I, hope, I hope it floats me and that you can surf it it'll be great eh? yeah
0: yeah well yeah thanks for all the input and that board over the years—it's definitely part of it's part, I was part going, of the story. I was
1: going to find it. I, I, I'd forgotten that. I, I thought it, I didn't realize it was back. Yeah. It must be sitting amongst the boards. So somehow go and find it. <laughs>
0: That's even funnier. It makes the story even more precious. <laughs> I was convinced you still had it No. But, uh, I was, uh, yeah, I got rid of all the boards when Mum and Dad sold the house, and yeah, I was leaving. Yeah,
1: well, and now, now, that you mention it, I, don't know, I do remember that too. You, you yeah. Christmas. All right, Bruce. Thank Yeah, thanks for your time. See, uh, it's uh, been fantastic catching so up
0: fascinated there. with your work too. It's I mean the eye couldn't be more <laughs> and more of an interesting part of how we understand life, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. this insight on what's been going on in my mind in surfing because once again it comes back to one's mind frame and the initial perception of what's valuable in surfing, what to remember and how to unlock it and take it further and both enjoy the waves in the ocean more but unlock the designs and unpack rides from start to finish with better excellence. It's all about the leverage and cultivation of this fascination of the sea walking away from a surf feeling different, but also enthused and enthralled. All these things matter, but when things go wrong and gets taken away, one really starts to wonder, what's this whole thing about and why do I surf? Those joys and those memories, they seem so fading in the minute, but one can draw from them. This is when things went horribly wrong. Now, I know this is only a minor injury, and many are suffering way worse things. But to highlight the importance of how we look at things, I've learned so many lessons, and it comes back to the initial framing. The initial framing of what surfing is, why it's important, and how I get to leverage that. How I use it as a lens in which to reference my own growth, my own understanding my own interaction with the ocean and nature, my own interaction with others, watching them learn, being Mm -hmm. happy for them, taking these joys, these frustrations, these challenges and these slow growing developments in my understanding and wave riding ability as well as a staggering realization of my Mm -hmm. growing frailty. We're all getting older, some growing into prime and some fading from their best years. And we walk away with only fleeting moments of stoke, fleeting snapshots and memories of sight sounds and visions within and across a wave face. Is it worth anything? I'm starting to think that surfing and its joys are much the same of life and its joys. How could they be separate? But I'm not sure I've heard people talk about that enough and these are one of the things I want to get into and sitting wishing i could surf on these beautiful october days right now with the offshore winds and perfect swells beaches that you look at day in and day out throughout the year waiting for these times not being able to surf there's somewhat of a comfort knowing that i'll be in the water again one day a huge appreciation for the health that i do have but also the the understanding of all the joys the oceans already brought and why it's important to be eager to come back and all the joys that lay ahead and lay ahead and get to share with others, loved ones, friends now and friends to come. I think breaking eggs to make omelets is the best way of saying, you got to put yourself out there, you got to waste waves, willing to and trying to learn to do things the right way because these memories last and they can be fuel for the frustrations in life Whatever you're into, I guess as surfers we understand this as stoke, but use this to cultivate that fascination for the sea, to come back willing and wanting more, so that we can take it away and be the better humans we can be, fueled by surfing, fueled by stoke.